What's up, Fish Nations? This is the first episode of 2020, and I'm super excited to share it with you in this new format, which is story mode and lesson mode at the same time, instead of just ton of facts straight at you. This is gonna be a little bit of a different learning experience where I'm gonna be sharing one of my personal outdoor stories and hopefully you can pick up a couple of tips that you could use on your future outdoor adventures that you could create your own memories with. So, super excited to share it with you. The first one I wanna share is my Sequoia camping trip whole from start to finish. It's gonna be quite the adventure. My friend Ashley and I actually went to California by ourselves, no parents, no other friends, just me and Ashley in the middle of the woods for four whole days. It was quite the experience. I had gone fishing and camping with Ashley before, and we had done our only other solo camping trip was to Zion National Park. So if you want to stick tuned to future episodes, I could do one on how that trip went. It was a completely different experience than this one because the campground that we actually reserved this time at Sequoia National Park was a lot more secluded and distant from any type of civilization and any type of town. So we really had to prepare to be in the middle of the woods. There were a couple like stores near there, but that's pretty much it. So we went out in the middle of summer on my birthday weekend. We left specifically on my birthday, July 8th, for any of you who were wondering, I am a cancer, but super excited for the trip. I was wearing a flannel. It was in the middle of July. Here in Vegas, it gets up to 110 degrees, so wearing a flannel wasn't necessarily the smartest decision off the bat, but I was so excited to just get there. I was envisioning myself walking through the woods, walking through nature. The pictures that we've seen were absolutely magnificent, and I was already picturing as if I was there. Supposedly, there's gonna be a stream where we're going, so I made sure to pack accordingly. I brought along a fishing rod with an assortment of flies and baits that would make sure would let us catch all the different types of trout right off the bat. So I packed along some spinners, some flies, and some miscellaneous gear to set off on the road. And yeah, I just waited a little bit before Ashley came around. It was around seven o'clock in the morning. We wanted to make sure that we arrived before it got dark and set up camp before it got dark too, because can you imagine setting up tent, especially as a beginner while it was already dark? Yep, definitely a no for both of us. So. When Ashley rolled around, she rolled around with one of the most thoughtful presents ever for my 19th birthday. She came around with a packaged container. I didn't even know what was gonna be in there. So I opened it up and perfect gift for the perfect occasion. It was a pair of brand new waders that I could be using on this trip. I didn't have waders before. These were my first pair and they came at just the right time because we were gonna do some fishing, like I said, and it was gonna be the first time I actually mountain fished with waders. So if I didn't have these waders, I would be lugging around my swim trunks in the middle of these cold snow melt streams in the middle of the California Sierras. So I'm super thankful that she got me a pair just in time right before we left. So it was time to hit the road. Before we main, we hit off the main road, we wanted to grab a quick beverage to, you know, get us there. Most of us would choose a caffeinated drink, but caffeine gets me a little bit anxious, and especially since I was nervous because we were parentless and other people-less on this trip, I decided to just stick with some iced tea while Ashley chose the coffee. We head out on the road. It was super pretty. There were a ton of windmills, 
and different lakes along the way. The lakes just made me want to stop and do a quick detour and throw my line out, but we couldn't do that because we had another mission for the day. And then we walked through and drove through a couple different farms. There's a lot of citrus. I wasn't expecting there to be so many citrus farms near Sequoia National Park, but as far as I could see, there were a ton of orange trees and cutie trees. We saw the cutie like farm slash warehouse, which was pretty cool. And eventually we were getting close to our campsite and our camp turnoff. And I saw a gas station. I was like, hey, we need to get our fishing license. So we went and we stopped and we got the four day fishing license. I mean, the 10 day fish. No, actually we got the, yeah, we got the 10 day fishing license, which was 48 bucks. We should have got the annual, which was a little bit more because if I were to go back anytime after those 10 days, we would have to get the license again, which actually turned out to be true. The weekend after we went to the Sequoia National Park with Ashley, we ended up going to Yosemite so I can make a whole nother podcast series on the Yosemite trip. But for this time, we stuck with the 10 day, which was $48. If we were to just do two days, it would be $24 for California. And then one day was $15 for California. So in our mind, the 10 day was the one that made the most sense. But actually, guys, if you're going to fish for more than the 10 day period or if it's going to be more than that 10 days out of the whole year, you might as well just get the annual. So there's the first tip that we learned and we definitely won't make that same choice again. It was pretty sketchy, the gas station, but we decided to hop back on the road after we got our fishing licenses and we were set to fish at even like the day that we were going to go and set up camp. We were set to fish, so that was pretty good. We drove by a ranger station, which I wanted to stop by because I was a super curious guy that wanted to know everything there is about our campsite, every type of wild animal that's around us. And so basically we put it off to the next day and we just kept on our GPS instructions. And yeah, you can only imagine that things didn't go 100% the way we were planning. And that leads me to tip number two, don't rely completely on technology. As we were driving up the mountain in the middle of nowhere, the terrain started to change from a completely like desert slash farm style terrain to one that had a little bit more pine trees. And we saw a glimpse of the creek, which was super encouraging because that means trout. But as we drove up the windy road a little bit more, Siri was telling us to turn right into a deserted parking lot. I don't know why, the address was correct on the input that we put in and everything. I guess it was just a glitch in the system. The sun was almost wanting to come down. I think we had like one or two hours left of sunlight. But when we hit this detour and it <laughs> drove us to a parking lot, Ashley and I began to panic. We were like, holy cow. Not only did we just see a sign that said Sequoia National Forest and not Sequoia National Park, but <laughs> Siri's taking us to this deserted parking lot. So we had a little bit of a panic mode for a couple minutes until I decided and remembered that the ranger station was actually only like 20 minutes back and that that would be the most hope for us. But one thing I did remember too is that the ranger station closed at 4 o'clock p.m. And it was already like almost four. So we decided to risk it anyway. And I feel like that was the safest bet is to just go ask the ranger station if they knew where our campsite was and if they had any like physical maps that maybe we could buy or they could teach us about so we could get to camp safely. Or if we just got totally scammed by purchasing our campground site online. So we went back to the ranger station and we got there like a little bit past four 
and luckily they were still open there was still a super nice lady in there that was gonna help us we walked in and Ashley just starts panicking and telling this lady this whole story she's like Siri turned made us turn into this abandoned parking lot and the ranger the poor ranger just had this look of pure shock on her face she had a calm day up until me and Ash Ashley and I like walked into the ranger station and Ashley's over here like oh my gosh what are we gonna do and I just look at the ranger and I'm like ma'am this is what's actually happening we booked our campsite at Belknap National Park area and we are just looking forward to spending a couple days there how can we get there is it too late to drive tonight and what do we need to know before we camp and this made the ranger's face completely change and she was like the road is not closed to get to Belknap I think it was just a digital glitch and she gave us the right instructions and we nervous laughed for a solid 10 minutes after that and it was actually quite good that we stopped at the ranger station I recommend all of y'all to stop at your local ranger, ranger stations before going to your campsite because they might have some tips that you didn't quite know about before that like this woman was saying that we should probably fill out a fire permit for Sequoia National Forest before we set off any bonfires even if it is in our campsite we still needed a permit so I went ahead and filled out one of those permits saying that I would be responsible if any fires were to happen which is good because it promotes like more fire safety um, measures and also holds you accountable for your own actions which is pretty good too so you'll be safe and people won't go too risky with their fire situations so we hopped back into the car Ashley was hungry so she made herself a meal ready to eat and I took the road driving all the way back to the campsite so I followed the instructions that the woman gave me on the handwritten map which was super clear and we decided to hit the road back to camp the higher we drove on the elevation, the more trees came around and the windier the road got. I feel I felt like I was turning more than I was going straight and it was definitely a little bit of a nauseating experience on the way up, but the views made it so much better. Everywhere you looked there was something to see. We saw some like abandoned mining areas, we saw some cool waterfalls and water features, and I was only imagining how awesome our campsite was. Not gonna lie, I was a little bit bummed. A little bit bothered that Ashley had reserved and I had reserved a campsite at Sequoia National Forest instead of Sequoia National Park we really didn't know the difference that there even was a difference and that it was a big difference sorry time-wise and distance-wise in between the two as we were talking to the ranger a little bit earlier she had mentioned that it was a far distance one of the questions I asked her was if it was even possible to see General Sherman, the largest tree on earth today before we went to camp. And she was like, no, it's like an hour drive. So on our way up, we were already like thinking, holy cow, we're like an hour away from the actual national park and we're in the middle of the national forest. But I still had my hopes up. It was a pretty environment and we kept on going up and up the hill until we made our turn into the correct little exit, which was a tiny little town, a little village. And then we had to drive a couple more minutes down the road to our campsite to our campground and trust me it was worth it as soon as we pulled up to the main area it was completely beautiful there was dense forest all around us some wildflowers purple pink white you name it there were wildflowers along the road and it just seemed like something out of a movie and that tiny little road led to a giant plaque that said Belknap 
National Park campsite and I immediately wanted to explore. I wanted to park the car right there in the middle of the road, hop out, just like look everywhere. We were in the middle of a giant sequoia grove, which was super sick. There were sequoias that I couldn't even wrap my arm around of. And this is just what I was seeing through the car. So our campsite was number 15, probably the best campsite in the entire park. And so we had to find it before we started to unload. And as I was driving in there, it felt like I was in a movie. Like people were having fun, having picnics, roasting marshmallows, all the specific like campground stereotypes that can't fit, but it also took it to a whole nother level because we were in the middle of the forest. It was like twilight zone like mode. The sun was getting down. It was perfect temperature, but we still had to find our campsite. So as we were driving, we walk, like drove past this, like over this bridge and under the bridge there was like a tiny little creek and it was probably as wide as the sidewalk and i'm like dang this is the creek that we planned on wading through and catching some drought and i'm like oh no but i was like okay let's just keep calm let's look at our campsite and once we found it i was in shock we got out of the car and started to explore the campsite before we took anything else out of the car it was absolutely gorgeous as soon as I got out of the car, I realized that that tiny creek we saw earlier was actually probably just like a storm creek and it led to the main creek. And I already saw people fishing. There was a little bridge over the creek just next to our campsite, steps away, and the roaring sound of the river was an absolute perfect thing to fall asleep to. And I was a little bit tired, so I was already dreaming about that. But just seeing people fish off the bridge was super encouraging. And the fact that they didn't have waders gave me that little competitive edge that I was gonna catch more fish. So after exploring our little campsite, number 15, we noticed that there was like three different levels to our campsite. The main level that had a light, nice little picnic bench and a picnic table, it had a pre-made fire pit, a fire ring to contain the fire. And it also had a mound that we could camp over, which was kind of near like the Storm Creek. And it had a different mound that was on top of a different little bumpy hill area for other people's tents. We ended up just camping, setting up camp next to the fire pit because it was kind of secluded. And I felt like the closer we were to the car, the safer we were in case a bear came around or any other wild animals, which luckily we did. And so we set up camp, we set up both of our tents, we put up two hammocks, one for each of us, and it was time to explore the whole entire campsite, the whole entire campground actually. So after we set up camp and pitched our tents next to the fire area, we decided to walk a little bit toward the creek and kind of see if we could sight fish any trout before we brought along our fly rods, which was super cool. There was a giant sequoia that had fallen over the creek. We jumped over that and it was just breathtaking. I can't believe that we were gonna spend four whole days in this paradise and the temperature was perfect. So while Ashley, decided to cast a couple lines out. I was here in Mr. Panic mode and decided to grab some firewood and some fire kindling before we, like before it got dark. So after we set up tent, Ashley decided to catch the fish. That was her job. And my job was to make the fire so that we would be cozy when nighttime rolled around and that we could at least roast a couple of marshmallows before we had to go to sleep. So as soon as I got the fire going and it kind of got dark, Ashley came back and she's like, I caught a fish. And I'm like, did I make the wrong choice by deciding on making the fire and tending to the fire pit while I let you go out and fish? 
So I'm just like over here melting in, in anger and I'm like, Ashley, what kind of fish was it? And she's like, oh, just a brook trout. And I'm like, no way, I've never caught any of those. So she pulls out a picture and this trout is the literal size of a pinky, probably less than two inches. I have no idea how her fly even managed to get a trout that big, but she still had me beat. It was one to nothing. Ashley's already beating me at the trout fishing game, but at least I set out the fire pit and we had that. So I went to bed that night, super excited to for it to be morning already and super excited to go fishing the next day, but we didn't really have quite clear plans because we were deciding that nature would inspire us for the next day, which was a good idea. So after eating a couple marshmallows and roasting it over the pit, we decided to slip into our tents and make it a night. So after that, we unwinded, prepared, and as soon as I slipped into my sleeping bag, I heard rustles. There was definitely a wild animal outside of my tent and I was scared. I wouldn't find out until the next morning what kind of animal it was, but that still kept me awake for a long time of the night. So stick tuned to the next podcast to see what kind of animal it was and what kind of encounter we got with that animal. And yeah, I hope you guys like this first podcast in this kind of format. See you guys next week. Remember to fish infinitely. And if you haven't already checked out my YouTube channel and my Instagram, make sure to do so. It's also Fishnicious, F-I-S-H-N-I-C-I-U-S. So yeah, super excited to see you guys there. And this podcast style is a lot more favorable to my taste and I hope you guys like it too. So remember to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review and I'll see you guys next week.